Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Jazz Transcription Clinic podcast. Today we are celebrating a great, great jazz musician, the clarinet player Buddy DeFranco. This is the Wikipedia page, as you can see, his full name was Boniface Ferdinand Leonard DeFranco, born February 17, 1923, and died only nine years ago. So he had a very long life and a, a very incredible career as a clarinet player. He's considered the only bebop clarinet player. And when you hear Buddy DeFranco play, you can believe that that statement is not exaggerated. There is also another link that I, I will share with you a bit later on, but you can read his biography, of course, on the Wikipedia page. And look at that discography as a leader. Wow, that's incredible. As a sideman with Tommy Dorsey, Lionel Hampton, with others. So, and this is just a selection, guys. He played in several orchestras and he led the Glenn Miller Orchestra for many years. So the other uh, link that I will share is an interesting interview that is on the National Jazz Archive and Buddy DeFranco acknowledges his inspiration for Charlie Parker, saying that in those years, we are talking about the 50s, Charlie Parker was the model for every single jazz player. And the peculiarity here with Buddy DeFranco is that he was a clarinet player. So he wanted to uh, actually play the saxophone, but his teacher at the time said, no, you first need to learn clarinet, and then when you switch to saxophone, it will be much easier. If you start with the saxophone, then learning the clarinet will be much more difficult. And I can tell you guys that this is completely true because I started with the saxophone and I picked the clarinet later on and I'm still quite bad at playing the clarinet. But I enjoy studying it. I, I try to get better. I work hard. And for this celebration, you know, the 100th birthday, of Buddy DeFranco, I decided to transcribe one of his solos. And this is a wonderful performance of the Buddy DeFranco Terry Gibbs Quintet in 1981. So he's not old, but you know, he's a mature player. And there is the full concert on YouTube. Of course, we are uh, using sound slice as usual for our transcription. I have already done it yesterday and I had a lot of fun. He plays eight choruses over an F blues and it's pretty quick. Uh, I only had to slow down a couple of times just because he's playing a couple of ghost notes. The melody is a typical uh, riff-based blues melody. There is a hemiola rhythm. Remember, guys, the hemiola is when you create the illusion that there is a meter change. So there is a 3-4 melodic cell, which is this one. One ba ba da, one dip de de, which is repeated twice. And it doesn't change through the form. It repeats exactly the same. 
So here is the melody. And then here it goes with a solo. The solo presents all the artifacts of the bebop language. So lots of enclosures, lots of chromaticism, and sometimes he thinks uh, chords a little bit differently. We will go through that. Uh, for example, in the first chorus, he plays the typical G7, uh, C7. I'm talking in B flat, of course, because clarinet is in B flat. So the first opening phrase is, and it's a nice phrase going you know from g7 3 5 and then landing on the tonic and play the arpeggio so very simple and then there is this beautiful line uh going uh on the fifth bar on the four going then on the sharp four diminished so it's kind of the jazz blues form. Now here, in this bar here, there is G7. You can maybe also think B minor, B minor seven if you want, and E7. So three, six and going to the two five and then the turn around to end the chorus. And so the whole chorus sounds like this. Let me play with Buddy, maybe a bit slower to fit my poor clarinet playing. Those guys, you know, that played bebop their entire life, they were so uh, good in delivering phrases, phrase after phrase after phrase. They always create the tension and resolve. So even this one, this one is a very simple phrase in G major. He doesn't need to be too complex. It's the first chorus. He wants to state and establish a good rhythm, a good feel. So this is a phrase using the pentatonic of G. But the rhythm is great. Do bo do 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 bo do. You know, alternating. This is almost a paradiddle, and drummers will know what I uh, talk about. Uh, so, second chorus, he starts to develop some tension and uh, there is this wonderful chromaticism. So, this is what he's thinking here on bar four. Remember, we are going from G7 to C7. So, E, E flat, D. You see this line here? And it's fantastic. And then over the C diminished, he plays those notes. And 
I don't know. I wasn't sure here what to think. Maybe could also have thought C sharp half diminished, F sharp seven here, and B minor seven going to E seven sharp nine, right? I usually try not to think too much in terms of each single chord. This is just a beautiful phrase in itself. And you start noticing that for the second time he plays this line over the E7 going to A minor. Look at that. You see? And what is more, this line, the whole two bars is exactly the same from here to there, right? That line. And this is how those people used to play and what I really love about their playing. You know, another one that plays similar concepts is, of course, Sonny Rollins. And their ability of starting the phrase from a different place and ending in a different way, but keeping the core of the phrase the same, just changing the head and the tail, is what uh, really shocks me you know, all the time. They, the core of the phrases is very often a similar idea, but it is presented every time with a different dress. Like, you know, you are the same person, but you are dressed differently and you look differently. In this case, they sound differently, but they don't have to think a completely new phrase, right? So their ability to change the perspective on the phrase and change a little bit the sound of the phrase to uh, presenting a new material is really uh, their talent, their big talent there, right? So let's have a listen to the second chorus, maybe at full speed. <laughs> I love this one. Right? Landing and resolving on the sharp 11. That's fantastic. Now, you might want to say, oh, but that's the blue note of G. Yes, but usually when you think blue note, you think D flat uh, landing on C. And Buddy DeFranco is playing that idea a bit further down. But in this case, I think it's just a pure Lydian dominant mode, right? So with sharp four and flat seven. And that line is gorgeous. And then again, Lydian dominant on here with a beautiful enclosure. Oh, that line, this line, guys, how can you be better than that? <laughs> 
in the first two bars. Beautiful. And you can hear, you know, Charlie Parker, uh, or you can see Charlie Parker smiling, you know, in the sky, because this is a great example of how Charlie Parker has influenced a lot of players in those times. So here another big enclosure to resolving on the three, right? This is the enclosure, three notes enclosure. The B is the target note and you play around it. And then a chromaticist. Even this one, guys, it happens quite a fair bit. Right? Look at that. But again, here stops on C sharp. Here it goes on. Right? Again, the way that he's coming from a different place, but it then is using kind of same idea is beautiful. Right? And then, yeah, here goes the third chorus. Let's have a listen. <laughs> And I love those lines. And he's playing crotchets here, right? And I tried to be as detailed as I could with the articulation. But despite his playing crotchets, his swing feel is so heavy. If you watch the video, I don't know if you notice, he's moving his body a little bit on the offbeat, right? Because the swing is a feel, is a physical feel that you can have in your body. Look. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Guys, don't forget to uh, subscribe, of course, to my channel. I would really appreciate if you do so. And uh, there is a lot of content on my channel. And of course, this transcription will be available on my website in both B-flat, E-flat and concert. Uh, small donation will be appreciated. But anyway, let's keep going with Buddy DeFranco solo on Blues for Brody. And the fourth chorus, he starts with, you know, reiterating the same idea of the crotchet. Right? Combination of... Uh, crotchets and quavers but he's playing really really heavy stuff here in terms of timing and swing feel i love this one and this is just a blues scale <laughs> 
Isn't this like ta 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 like an extended clave? This one with the accent on the four. I love this. Ta 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 ba ba. Listen. Oof. Beautiful. And this is uh, an extremely long line, lots of chromaticism. You see here, dee dee da da do 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 do, and then triplets to start on F sharp and go back to F sharp. And you start hearing that some of those lines we have already heard them, right? Da ba do do. Here it starts with F sharp, but the concept is pretty similar. And again, da da do do. Those four notes, he loved that. And also do 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 da. We have already heard that. Hmm? So basically, he's developing, you know, some good rhythms nice rhythmical phrases, rhythmical ideas, but also some longer phrases that swing so hard. And again, a melodic pedal on the tonic. I, guys, if you have an idea on how to do the fake fingering on the clarinet, I was trying before. The only way I figured out is to use the side keys. All, all the other keys are changing the note. So if you're a clarinet player and do me a favor, tell me how to do that. Yes, I know on the saxophone, but I never done on the clarinet. And he's pretty clear in having like a fake or an alternate uh, fingering for the G. <laughs> So again, first he sets some good swings, some heavy rhythms, and then it creates this beautiful tension of stretching, you know, with a, like a blues phrase, and then coming back down using chromaticism, again, the flat uh, three, so a blue note, and then working a lot on those two notes. You know what I was telling you before, you see that every chorus, he kind of closes the story. He tells you something, he builds something in the first part 
of the chorus and then develops his idea and then there is the conclusion and he's ready to start a new one. It's always done there. Establish a good rhythmical ideas and then developing a nice phrase and then closing down. You see, it's, it's like a template that he's using. Nice rhythmical ideas, development, some more rhythm and closing down. You see, every time he's doing that. And that's fantastic. Seventh chorus. There you go. At the end. Very similar to or you see or there was another one so it's like I need to wrap up that chorus and I'm ready to start a new one this is the instance that I was talking uh, to you before of having the blue note the flat 5 as a uh, C sharp and as you can see he's moving from C to that note Now this solo Eight chords And there is another beautiful blues line, right? So even this one is one, two, and three beats line that he repeats so the accent are changing so the second time he repeats the phrase starts on beat three and the third time he repeats the phrase starts on uh, beat two of the next bar so that's an hemiola right that's how it works all right um so that and he ends up with this beautiful note which believe or not is a top b but i love the fact that he's using the diminished scale right the half hole of d so of the dominant to go down from the 13 so b a g sharp f sharp f natural e flat d that's the diminished scale right if i play an octave lower that's the d 
have all diminished scale, which you can use, of course, on the dominant chords if you want to have a bit of an altered sound. And it's a beautiful closure, right, of his solo. And again, he finishes with his preferred phrase that he has already played a number of times. I think now it's time to listen to the whole thing. I won't interrupt the playing again. So thanks for watching, guys. Please remember to subscribe. It means a lot to see that uh, we have new subscribers and new watchers. I will reinstate also some live transcriptions that I will do live on YouTube. Uh, stay tuned on my website. You can uh, subscribe to the newsletter so you will always be informed of my activity, my concerts, if you are in Australia or if I'm coming to your town, uh, you can get in touch. If you want, drop a comment. I will appreciate that. And let's have a lot of fun with Buddy DeFranco. Happy birthday, Buddy.